Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Judges 18. Danites seek territory. In those days, there was no king of Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites was seeking an inheritance for themselves to live in. For until that day, an inheritance had not been allotted to them as a possession among the tribes of Israel. So the sons of Dan sent from their family five men out of their whole number, valiant men from Zorah and Eshtaol, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said to them, Go search the land. And they came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. When they were near the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of the young man, the Levite. And they turned aside there and said to him, Who brought you here, and what are you doing in this place, and what do you have here? He said to them, Thus and so has Micah done to me, and he has hired me, and I have become his priest. They said to him, Inquire of God, please, that we may know whether our way on which we are going will be prosperous. The priest said to them, Go in peace. Your way in which you are going has the Lord's approval. Then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people who were in it living in security after the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure, for there was no ruler humiliating them for anything in the land, and they were far from the Sidonians and had no dealings with anyone. When they came back to their brothers at Zorah and Eshtol, their brothers said to them, What do you report? They said, Arise and let us go up against them, for we have seen the land, and behold, it is very good. And will you sit still? Do not delay to go, to enter, to possess the land. When you enter, you will come to a secure place with a spacious land, for God has given it into your hand, a place where there is no lack of anything that is on the earth. Then from the family of the Danites, from Zorah and from Eshtaol, 600 men armed with weapons of war set out. They went up and camped at Kirath-Jerim in Judah. Therefore they called that place 
Mahanadan, to this day, behold, it is west of Kirath Jerim. They passed from there to the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Danites take Micah's idols. Then the five men who went to spy out the country of Laish said to their kinsmen, Do you know that there are in these houses an ephod and household idols and a graven image and molten image? Now, therefore, consider what you should do. They turned aside there and came to the house of the young man, the Levite, to the house of Micah, and asked him of his welfare. The 600 men armed with their weapons of war, who were of the sons of Dan, stood by the entrance of the gate. Now the five men who went to spy out the land went up and entered there and took the graven image and the ephod and household idols and the molten image, while the priests stood by the entrance of the gate with the 600 men armed with weapons of war. When these went into Micah's house and took the graven image, the ephod and the household idols and the molten image, the priest said to them, what are you doing? They said to him, be silent, put your hand over your mouth and come to us and be to us a father and a priest. It is better for you to be a priest to the house of one man or to be priest to a tribe and family in Israel. The priest's heart was glad and he took the ephod and household idols and the graven image and went among them. Then they turned and departed and put the little ones and the livestock and the valuables in front of them. When they had gone some distance into the ho- from the house of Micah, the men who were in the houses near Micah's house assembled and overtook the sons of Dan. They cried to the sons of Dan who turned around and said to Micah, What is the matter with you that you have assembled together? He said, You have taken away my gods, which I made, and the priests, and have gone away. And what do I have besides? So how can you say to me, What is the matter with you? The sons of Dan said to him, Do not let your voice be heard among us, or else fierce men will fall upon you and you will lose your life with the lives of your household. So the sons of Dan went on their way, and when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his house. Then they took what Micah had made and the priests who had belonged to them and came to Laish to a people quiet and secure and struck them with the edge of the sword, and they burned the city with fire. And there was no one to deliver them because it was far from Sidon, and they had no dealings with anyone. And it was in the valley which is near Beth Rehob. And they built the city and lived in it. They called the name of the city Dan, after the name of Dan their father, who was born in Israel. However, the name of the city formerly was Laish. The sons of Dan set up for themselves the graven image, and Jonathan the son of Gershom, the son of Manasseh, he and his sons, were priests to the tribe of the Danites until the day of the captivity of the land. So they set up for themselves Micah's graven image, which he had made all the time that the house of God was at Shiloh. So the sons of Dan, the Danites, they they wanted more. They didn't have anything that was that they could call theirs. Uh, there was no inheritance set aside for them. So they knew that God's intention was not to leave them out, but for them to be able to go and to seek and to find. And so they went on that journey. And while on that journey of wanting more, uh, they come across some people that are sitting in that space that God shows them. That's it. That's what you want. Security, safety, plenty of provision. A great opportunity sits in that land for you to be able to spread out to find rest, but to build and and rise up as a nation. So, or as a people. So um, they go in and just basically asking the questions. 
you know, what's going on here? Why are you here? And um, ultimately, Micah, he's in this place and he feels a little bit, I, I believe that he feels kind of ransacked. Like, here you come in and you take all these things that I have and I'm finding value in all of these things. They didn't kick him out. They didn't overtake him and kill him. They didn't even tell them that they're going to do that. They just took those, those um, idols, the graven images and the idols and, and those things, and took them from him. And then his priests. And then basically, from that point, the perception is that they're going to be uh, co-inhabitants. But it's like this is where we're going to be. But you know, we'll let you stay there. And uh, Micah went, chased after them, rallied together some troops, chased after them, and almost like just a whiny little child said, give me back my toys. What are you doing? Those are mine. Micah's already sitting in a great land with wonderful opportunity in a house big enough that they have to have a gate and an entrance so he's doing pretty well and he's whining he's sitting here whining about the smallest little thing well actually in regards to this God actually just showed me this just showed me this while um, I'm recording this my wife and I it's, it's, we're, we're visiting her grandparents and while we're here visiting our grandparents, we bring our dogs along and we have one dog that is a rescue dog. Um, and she does have a little bit of anxiety in regards to abandonment. She has abandonment issues. So every time we leave, she freaks out. It doesn't matter where we go. We could just go get the mail and turn around and come right back and she's freaking out and just serious abandonment issues. And we're working with her on it. But while we're here visiting my wife's grandparents, um, God showed me, you know, I was, I was, uh, in a room where I could really hear that this, this dog was sitting by the back door, just whining, just high pitched. And you could probably hear in the background because now she's heard my voice at this window that I'm sitting by and she's right outside this window, just whining and yipping. So she's sitting and focused on what she doesn't have. What her will is, and she's missing out on the fact that she has a huge backyard to run in. She's got a place to lie down in out of the rain. She's got plenty of water, plenty of food. She's got another dog as a little buddy to hang out with, plenty of toys to play with, God's provided for her peace, but also provided her a place to play and run. Everything she needs is right there. But she's spending, wasting all of that, focusing on just whining at the door. How many times do we act like Micah? To where we're so focused on what we don't have that we just whine about that wasting opportunity that God's given us and what we do have that's all around us. Father, thank you that you give, you provide, you protect, and you're the best at it. 
No one does it better. And I'm sorry that there's been times that you've provided and I've missed it because I've been so focused and on my own personal desires, no matter how small they are. And Father, you've always come through and there's there's times in my life that I'm certain that I've missed your blessing for me and my family because I was focused on my desire. Well, no more. Father, I commit that to you. Let it be your will and not my will. Let it be your desire and not my desire because your word says that when I seek after you, I gain the world. That includes the things that you've given me to desire. The desires of my heart were given to me by you. You just want me to do something to go get them. So Father, I'm sorry for the whining. Please give me the courage. And please give me the the vision to see everything that you've given me so I don't sit at the back door whining. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.